being surrounded by God, refusing to be surrounded by the circumstances that seems to be taking place all over the world. We choose to believe that the presence of God is like an oasis in a desert. Even though the world may be in a desert, God has an oasis prepared for us that we can find refuge and strength and peace and joy in the midst of whatever is taking place. In Romans chapter 16, verse 20, it says, And the God of peace will swiftly crush Satan under your feet. Man, isn't that a powerful word? It says that God, well, so many, we know that this issue, the coronavirus, this COVID-19, we know it's of the enemy. It's not from God because God did not come with to steal, kill, destroy. Jesus came to give us life. And because of that, then we know, then the Lord right here says, I'm going to take care of it. He said, and the God of peace will swiftly crush Satan while what's happening to us and the wonderful favor of our Lord Jesus will surround us. Boy, can, can you imagine that? In the midst of God defeating the coronavirus and the God using all the wonderful health uh, uh, systems we have and all the health departments, God using medications, God just using doctors and nurses on that forefront that we appreciate so much. They're instruments of the Lord. But God is using them. And what they can't do, God can do miraculously. But he says, I'm going to crush Satan under your feet shortly. And in the meantime, I'm going to surround you by, by myself. So the Lord has a powerful promise in that. Now, we closed last week with Psalms 91. Let's go back there very quickly. And I want us to just see what the Lord is saying to us. Psalms 91. Remember last week we covered what an important Wow, what an important and powerful chapter this is in the midst of facing things in this world. What a powerful promise that God has given to us that in the midst of disaster, he says, I can be your strength and I can be your protection. That's what Psalms 91 is all about. And that's why he began Psalm 91, said, he that dwells. So the emphasis is on me doing something in my heart that will allow God to do something that's in his heart. It's in my heart to find God as my refuge and strength, but it's in God's heart for God to take care of this battle on my behalf. Now, verse 4, it says, He will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wing. His faithful promises are your armor and your protection. What's your armor and what's your protection? It's the promises of God. It's the B-I-B-L-E. It's getting into that word until that word begins to reveal its promises to your heart. You can't, you can't start in Psalms, anywhere in Psalms, really. You can start in Psalms chapter 1, and you will read very short space there before a promise will begin to speak to your heart, or you'll begin to sense that this is what God is saying to me. The Bible says, I can use those, those promises that God gives me, that they are my armor and that my protection. And then verse 5, it says, do not be afraid of the terrors of night, nor the arrows that flies by day. So God says he's going to strengthen me to the point to where that I can resist what the enemy is trying to say and resist what the enemy is trying to do. Now I'm going to read that out of another verse, of another, pardon me, uh, out of, I want to read it out of the Passion Version of the Bible. In Psalms 4, it's uh, Psalms 91, verse 4. His massive arms are wrapped around you. See, that's what he's talking to us about. It's when the Lord is that 
that hand that gathers us as a little chick underneath our feathers, underneath our, his wings. And God is telling me in that same thing. He said, my massive arms is what I'm talking about. And God's massive arms are wrapped around you. And they're wrapped around your family. Instead of allowing the enemy to fill you full of imaginations of fear, why don't you just allow God to fill you full of those massive arms? You know, in the book of Ezekiel and also in the book of Revelations, it reveals, as we call it, the four faces of God or the four faces of the presence of God. And one of those faces is this powerful, angelic, protective creature that takes its massive wings and wraps it around us. And that's what God is telling us that he wants to do for us at this season. God wants. Now, what it says here in verse 4, he says that God is working with me. God is working, giving me the promise. He said, if I will declare. So God is, if I will make the Lord my refuge. If I will make the Lord. So God has been telling me that something can happen in my heart that will cause a greater response. And then verse 9 tells you what that greater response is. It says, if you make the Lord your refuge, even you make the Most High your shelter, notice what it says, no evil will conquer you. Wow, powerful promises of God. No plague will come near your home. And, you know, that's what this coronavirus is. It's a plague. It's a biblical plague, so to speak, that's come against it. And God has already spoken about it when he's told us that no plague will come near our home. But notice what has just happened. God has switched from what he's doing in my heart. Now the promise is that he's going to do something in my home. That should give every mother, that should give every dad, that should give every grandparent such an encouragement in your heart. As God is working in your heart, drawing you closer to him, God's promise is, I'm going to do something in your home. God's going to, if I'm doing what I can do to answer the call of God to be drawn closer to the Lord, God said, I'm going to do something you can't do, and I'm going to move in with a protective care over your home. All right, now, if I'm going to believe this, if I'm going to make a stand, it says no evil will conquer you, no plague will come near my home. If I'm going to believe that, I'm going to have to begin to resist the devil. And the Bible, that's where the word of God tells me. I got to submit to God. I submit to what God tells me. And I resist to what the devil is saying. And that's what the Bible calls spiritual warfare. And the first way that we fight back, somebody say with me, fight back. Fight back. I'm going to fight back against this fear. I'm going to fight back against what the world's trying to do. I'm going to fight back. Even when it comes to this coronavirus, I'm going to fight back. We're not going to be the church that's just going to lay down and allow the enemy to do what he wants to do. In fact, that's what God is doing. I really believe that God's establishing things in our heart personally, and God is establishing things in our home. And it's like the glory of God, where the glory of the Lord is, where God is ministering, where he's working, and God is causing certain things to come in line. And I believe for the last many years, he's been working on his church, and certainly he's working on his church now, and certainly he'll be working on his church in the future. But that's not where he's majoring right now. Where God is majoring, he's majoring on your life, and he's majoring on your family. That's why your house has become the church house, because God wasn't satisfied with us finding his glory one day a week. 
God determined I'm going to move into your home and so that my glory can be there anytime you need it. So, and truly, the pre- God wants us to experience something in our homes during this season that will never leave. And certainly, we'll be moving back to the church house, and we'll be joining back together with our friends. We'll be worshiping together, and, and the glory of God will be greater as we come together. But God's doing something so precious, or wanting to do something. That's why it's just so important now to wake up and realize, God's wanting to do something in my home. <laughs> God's wanting to do something in my family that will never leave. So yes, I can return to the church sometime. I can return to the church as soon as this is over. But God will never leave the presence that he's building in my home. That my home is becoming a sanctuary of God's very presence. So we have to learn to resist. Everybody say resist. We have to learn to fight, and I'm going to fight back. The first way we fight, we fight with the inner voice of confidence. I don't know what's going on in you when you're hearing the news. I don't know what's going on when maybe you and your husband or you and your wife have a little rift. I don't know what's going on in you when the children seem like they're tired of being in the house and they're, they're ready to break out and you feel like you're pulling every hair in your head out. But there's something that God's wanting to happen, and that's inside of us. If I'm going to fight back, he wants me to fight back with the inner voice of confidence. So whatever is going on right now, you need to learn to put what the Word of God is saying in, as your inner voice inside you. And it may, may be nothing more than I know God is going to take care of us. Or it may be nothing more than I can trust God during this season. And when same things may seem to be going in such havoc and the finances may seem to be running out and the circumstances and you don't know what to do about the job and you don't know what to do about the business, it is a season to be calmed on the inside by the Spirit of God and allow that inner voice of confidence. That's the first way that God's given me to fight the devil. <laughs> I can fight back what his lies are trying to say to me. I can fight back with that inner voice of confidence. So I'm going to ask you to train that inner voice. Learn to allow inside yourself. Quit walking around the house saying, I don't know what I'm going to do. These kids about to worry me to death or or this thing is bothering me so much. Learn to walk around with the inner voice of confidence. That's why Psalms 3, it says, but in the depths of my heart, I truly know. It's something that we truly know. We've got the inner confidence. We truly know that you, Lord, have, made, have become my shield. You take me and surround me with your glory covers me continually. God is surrounding you. It's not even the sounds and the racket of the children. It's not even the, the quietness of the home alone with only you. It's not, the, it's not just the television set that may be running wildly. It's not just the news. It's just not the friction or the fighting that may be trying to lift up. There's something else. You are surrounded by the glory of God. And that's what. The second way I fight back is I take a stand and I fight back with my strongest weapon. And my strongest weapon is faith. <laughs> that's my strongest weapon. Coronavirus, you will not win. Coronavirus, you cannot have me. Coronavirus, you cannot have my family. You fight back with faith in God. 
you begin to stand up and resist and to fire back at the enemy. You know, the word of God is the, is the weapon that God has given to us to totally defeat this coronavirus. It's our part. That's the church's part. And certainly God's called the wonderful healthcare people that are standing on that front line and doing such a wonderful job, which our prayers need to consistently support them. But they need us too. They need us to call, let this be a battle of faith. <laughs> a lot of times they're working and they're straining to ha- save people's lives. And they may not can stop every moment and begin to declare the word. But you and I can, or possibly more than they can. So we have the opportunity to, to tell the devil no. And we have the opportunity to fight with the powerful voice of faith. Verse Uh, Psalms 116 verse 10 it says even when it seems I'm surrounded by many liars and my own fears and that is the coronavirus you understand that and though I'm hurting in my suffering and trauma whatever you're going through didn't that didn't the scripture just speak to our heart I still stay faithful to God and speak words of faith you see what that says I still no matter what the lies are going on around us and no matter what we're suffering and the trauma that we're experiencing, God says in his word, his direction for us, I still stay faithful to God and speak words of faith. The third way that I fight back, the third way I fight back is, is I fight back with praise. I'll allow praise to be my song. I tell you what, this is a season... <laughs> You have need to have a really limited playlist. You don't need to be singing the sad songs and the, and the sitting on the bar stool songs. You need to be singing praises to God. All of that world will not bring you through this, but God is able to bring you through it. You need to have a limited playlist during this season. You need to focus your home. And you need to focus your life on God. And in that limited, limited playlist that you have, keep a constant praise going on to God. And you know, Mom, I talk to a lot of moms. They get discouraged because they can't get their big hunks to be the spiritual man that, that the Bible may call him to be. And they certainly can't get the children possibly to line up where they should be. But, Mom, you're the seed of God's miracle. Or husband, maybe that's in your court. Maybe you're the one that's seeing through eyes of the Spirit. You're seeing things spiritually and you can't get the rest of the family to line up. But I want you to know, it starts with you. It's, God starts everything with the seed. So please do not allow the enemy to frustrate you about what your family is not either. You start where you are. There's one little bit of ground you can't control, and that's the little foot square that you're standing on. You can control that. Mom, you can control that in your home, and Dad, you can control that. <laughs> Sometimes it's, it's withdrawing the control over others and bringing the control in our heart to where that we're focused on God. So I want to encourage you to do that in faith. And then if you will start where you are, mom, if you will start where you are, dad, if you will start where you are, grandparents, if you will start where you are, 
God has a way of making it contagious. Hey, coronavirus is not the only thing that's contagious. God has a supernatural ability and a supernatural power to make the things that we do toward him to be contagious. So I want you to do, just start where you are. You determine, I'm going to praise in the midst of this battle. I'm going to praise in the midst of this storm. I'm going to have a limited playlist. I'm going to keep my focus on God. In Psalms 511, it says, but let all who take refuge in you rejoice. Wow. See what that says? If I'm going to take refuge in God, I'm going to rejoice. (laughs) That's the way I respond. Let them sing joyful praises forever because that becomes the way we fight back. (laughs) The enemy's power cannot continue on in the midst of praise. Whatever the enemy is trying to bring on your home, whether it's a virus situation or whether it's poverty or whether it's just trouble and anxiety, whatever, it it cannot exist in the midst of praise. Worship draws the presence of God. So if you want to allow God to assume this role in our family, we've got to let our praises draw God. I got something to tell you. God's got this. You hear what I'm telling you? If you will begin to just fight back, I want to tell you, God's got it. That's what the Lord spoke to my heart. When I said, Lord, what do we do? And he said, Jerry, I've got this. You, you put yourself on the responsibilities that I've given you of what to do. I'm, I'm, I'm responsible to cause an inward voice of confidence. I'm, I'm responsible to let the sound of faith be coming out of my life at all times, and that I'm responsible to be a praiser. So I want to pray with you, if I may. I want to believe the Lord with you. I want to trust God that, that the Lord is going to be able to turn your family toward him. I want us to believe the Lord that God's going to be able to turn your heart. Maybe your heart has been running rebellious to God. And God has allowed this, using the devil's tactics, using what the devil has tried to do to destroy us. God wants to use his love to protect us during this. And God wants to use this circumstance to draw us closer to him. If you know that you need to be closer to God. And family, if you know that your family needs to be closer to God. I want you to pray this little simple prayer with me. Would you right now? Would you say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I surrender to you. I surrender my life, and as much as I can, Lord, I surrender my family to you. I mark my home with the blood of Jesus, just the same way as you did in the book of Exodus, and you protected every home that was marked by the blood. So, Lord, in the name of Jesus, right now, I surrender my family. I surrender it to you in the name of Jesus.